Welcome to the Powerful Beyond Measure podcast, where we discuss personal development, business skills, and lifestyle. My name is Andre Detoy, and I am the Big Positive Guy. My name is Abigail Kay, the Confidence Crusader, and our intention is to inject a dash of optimism that's both practical and educational, but always intended to be thought-provoking. We certainly don't have all the answers, but we want to invite you to join the conversation as we discover together how to live a confident, happy, and successful life. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Powerful Beyond Measure. Today, we are talking all about personal branding, and we have the most apt person in the room with us today, Robin Young, who is a personal branding specialist. Welcome, Robin. Thank you. Thank you, Abigail. Thank you, Andre, for having me. Lovely to have you here, Robin. I'm looking forward to what you're going to teach us today, as I'm sure you are as well. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So starting off, Robin, what is personal branding? What does it mean? I have a very distinct take on personal branding. It can mean a lot of different things to different specialists. Where I come from in my work is, think of it as an ABC. So I start with authenticity. Who are you authentically? What is the real you? What do you really bring? Then building on that, well, what are the benefits of that to the people that you want to serve? And then thirdly, how do you communicate that? in order for you to get to where you want to go and in order for your ideal market or the people that you need to influence to understand and hear and know about you. So it's the authenticity, it's the benefits of being authentic and then your communication of those benefits. And how did you get into being a personal branding expert? I have a background in corporate marketing and in all of those spheres, the one that appealed to me most was branding. So I had a strong feel for it and then as life changes and we develop in our careers, I, starting, I started working more with entrepreneurs. And at that point, I realized that people weren't buying the product these entrepreneurs were selling. They were buying the business owner. They were buying the person that was representing the brand. And the more we worked on developing the person's reputation or using their strengths to get them where they needed to go, the better the business did. And it was almost an epiphany for me to discover this and then doing a little bit of research I realized that personal branding is actually a thing it's been going on for many many years I just hadn't heard about it or didn't know about it and in fact it was introduced by a man called Tom Peters and around 20 years ago Mm. in fact he said unless we understand the importance of branding we're going to get left behind and it's becoming so prevalent today even more so Because the world of work is changing so much that the source of sustainability is ourselves. It's no longer the the job or the the boss or the economy. It's about who we are and what we bring personally to the world of work that's going to ensure our future success. It's it's completely different to what, as you said, to what we were doing in the 80s. In the 80s, it was all about the, the corporate and the company. And I actually heard somebody speak about this a little while ago and said, who is the MD of Microsoft? Do you have any idea? It's clearly not Bill Gates. That's clearly a trick question. That's a trick question. question. Oh, well, well, how about uh, who's the MD of Coca-Cola? Yeah. Yes. We don't know. We don't know. And, and what's happening with corporate advertising and corporate image is that they've almost gone and said, we are the image, that the individual is hidden away. Yes. Whereas in the entrepreneur and the smaller business, it's almost 
the business is almost irrelevant to you buying me. Am Absolutely. I correct in saying that? Absolutely. So the personal branding becomes, so, I, so it's not because I'm a rock star or a DJ or a model that I have to have personal branding. The fact that I'm doing any kind of business that revolves around my skills mm. turns into personal branding. I, I would agree. And what I'd like to add to that is what's happened since the 80s is mm. there is a shift in corporate. People are starting to understand the value of having a face behind mm. the brand because the mm. consumers are becoming far more demanding. They're not trusting establishment anymore. Mm. They're wanting to know what's going on behind the scenes. Don't hide behind your logo. Let me get mm. in touch with the real people and the emotion behind mm. it. Mm. And what's happening is that the individuals within corporates are starting to understand this as a concept and realizing that in order to get ahead within the corporate, they need to understand their personal brand. And the CEOs are starting to understand that in order to lead more effectively, mm. they need to build on their strengths and lead from their position of strength within the organization rather than filling the shoes of somebody who went before them, for example, or in what was supposed to be. While it very much is we don't know the MD of Coca-Cola, that, that is changing. So would you say then that somebody who is employed in full-time employment is now getting more intentional about their own unique personal brand within that organization and, and taking strides to establish that? Absolutely. I can give you a lovely example of a, of a client I worked with recently. Let's call her Rachel. And Rachel came from a hospitality industry and moved into asset management. So it was quite a big shift. And what she brought with her is her natural skills is is something that one would expect in a hospitality world, which is being quite vivacious and, and a, a great networker and wonderful at introducing people and engaging with them. What she didn't have was the heavy analytical financial skill. However, a very ambitious woman wanting to achieve and grow in her environment, liked the environment, even though she wasn't used to it. And we started working on a strategy to get hmm. her where she needed to go using her core strengths. So using the fact that she's vivacious and able to introduce a meeting, introduce the MD when he's about to do a speech, get herself shown to the people who count. So in other words, make herself more visible to her boss, to the MD, to the other influencers within the organization so that her skills get picked up and then get moved into the scenario that she ultimately wanted to be in. That is so interesting. Mm. So very often, we a lot of I think a lot of in the past it was you know stay a little hidden, don't volunteer. You're almost saying the reverse now. Absolutely, you're saying stand up and Do be counted. Yeah. Saying absolutely stand up and be counted. Volunteer, get known amongst a broad variety of networks if you can. Mm. Don't just stick with the ones that you know. You a you never know where the opportunities come from. B you are broadening your skill set when you're working in different with different people. And thirdly, it allows you to showcase who you authentically are. One of my core fundamental beliefs is that when it comes to personal branding, it's not about improving our weaknesses. We all have the strengths and weaknesses. 
For me, it's about doing more of what you're already doing right. Mm. And that's the way you build your reputation. Because essentially, that's what people understand a personal brand to be, is, is the reputation of the person. So, what, so Abigail, what do we say about Andre when he's mm. not in the room? For oh, example. I'd love to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my little recorder out after this and see what you say. So that essentially mm. is, your, is your personal brand. Yes. That's yeah. what people are talking about. Yeah. So how do you... How do you make that the most positive it can be. And the way to do that is to work more in your strengths. Do the mm. stuff that you do well, that you do right, that you enjoy doing. Mm. And that's one of the benefits of personal branding is that it actually reconnects you to who you are. Mm. We often, we're told, just be yourself. That's probably one of the hardest things we can be told to do because we don't actually know who we are or, mm. or what it is. We're often told to follow our passions. We don't know what they are. We, we, told, we asked, what is your purpose? Those are very big questions that are very hard to get in touch with. Mm. And quite simply, if you start looking at the stuff that you enjoy, the stuff that interests you, and you start doing more of that in a responsible way, and in a way that is of service to others, mm. so you will start achieving what you are hoping to achieve. And so ultimately then you are working indirectly to influence what people think and say about you yes. when you're not in the room. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. And, and would you say then that the principles of establishing your, your personal brand are the same whether you are a full-time employee or you are self-employed or entrepreneurial? They, they are. The principles are definitely the same. Those ABCs, the authenticity, mm -hmm. benefit, and communication, are mm -hmm. the same. You may use different channels okay. if you're an employee versus if you're mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. However, what is becoming more prevalent and what I'm seeing more of, certainly in my speaking side of my business, is that companies and corporates are looking for guidance on how to help employees align their personal brands with the brand of the organization because they're understanding that the two need to be connected. Like the culture of that organization. The culture okay. of the organization. So you have a number of employees within an organization. Clever corporates want those employees to build their personal brands and establish their own reputations because they get the halo effect of this amazing person now working for my Mm. my company mm. at the same time they want to make sure that all these individual strengths are aligned and help get the organization mm. to where it needs to go so one of the processes that i run within corporates is working with teams to align their individual attributes the to the team attribute to the corporate attributes mm. i looked at your website and you're dealing with some very large organizations would you say this is true in most of the large organizations? Are they not fearful that the person becomes bigger than the company? I'm an asset manager. I bring an enormous amount of business. Are they not frightened that potentially I'm going to step across the line and go to someone else and take all their business with them? There is, there is an element of that, and it's a mm. conversation that we have fairly regularly. Mm. And the thing about it, Andre, is ultimately that person is going to grow and expand mm. beyond the business if the business does not grow and expand with them. Okay. So a, an organization that allows you to grow and there's conversation and, the, and mm. you work mm. with it is a healthier, I believe, mm. environment to be in rather than trying to keep people down and contained. Absolutely. I don't think you can keep people down. It's like, it's like saying I can't train people because they leave. We always yes. say don't train them and yes. what happens yes. if they stay. It's exactly yeah. that. It's the, it's the same <laughs> argument. There's an element of this which I feel is very much personal development and you did mention this a little bit before we started. 
I wanted to ask you a slightly difficult question or a different question. Can I have a personal brand that is slightly removed from who I am? And the reason I ask this is very often I hear people speaking about personal branding and it's all about the absolutely gorgeous picture that Abigail has taken of us or the very pre-prepared website or the very pre-prepared material. But that doesn't actually reflect us and our values. Is there a way that I can create a brand that's not real? And would that be okay? Or should I really reflect myself as I really am? That's an interesting question because obviously there's huge fear about reflecting ourselves exactly as we are because we come with our weaknesses and we come with those other complex things that we don't necessarily want people to see or we think aren't attractive enough. So to to every extent, we put ourselves out as our best selves as much as we can. And there might be a gap there between that and who we really are. I think where the problem comes in is if we are trying to portray something completely different. If we're trying to pretend that we're something that we're not, because mm. ultimately we can't sustain that. Mm. And people may not see it or be able to pinpoint it, but there's that disconnect that happens on a subconscious mm. level and you're just not sure why you don't trust this person okay. fully. So while people do it and while they manage it to a certain degree, I don't think it's sustainable. It's not sustainable in the long term because then we feel mm. there's something between Mm. There's something off. Mm. There's something off. There's it's something that that's not quite, mm. absolutely, It's that gut response. Absolutely. And if I may just mm. sort of go on on that mm. point, is what I would suggest to people is have a look online at the kind of person that you think that you're portraying and see if that connects with who you really are. See mm. if that is an honest reflection of you. You might find that there's some kind of, oh my goodness, I'm embarrassed to see this or I'm proud of what I am, or mm, it's not quite me. Mm. I'm projecting something mm. that I think is cool, but it's actually mm. not. And I had this, this incredible realization, and what I'm about to say, you've mm. heard before, mm. so you're gonna, it's not going to sound like a realization mm. to you at all. But often struggling with this question, why aren't we more authentic? Why are, do we struggle so much to be ourselves? And I believe it's because of that fear that exists between who we really are and what we want to portray ourselves to be and the gap in there. And that is one of the things of personal branding is trying to close that gap okay. in a way that you can really own it and be confident in so it. So can I re-express a little bit of what I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you say? Um, so branding really is other people's perception of who we really are. But that close may I say it this way branding mm. is the value that somebody gets from you in their okay. mind okay and then as a follow-on question to that in uh, sometimes I hear people speaking about personal branding as being almost a completely online piece of machinery yes um, and obviously there must be some element of myself in public as well so so where would I actually project personal image is there a space or is it is it me all day long it's you all day long Okay. Everything you do and say or not say or the way you behave or how you answer an email or greet someone at the door or or, or speak up in a meeting or not speak up in a meeting. Okay. Everything you do speaks to the value and character of your brand. And that's what people take home. It's those subtleties. And then they will notice whether that subtlety is being, if there's a common thread with what they see online versus how they experience you in the real world. Mm. Now, I have a question from my own personal experience of the online world and with regard to my own business, my own 
brand in in that I struggle with this idea of first of all being online all the time because how sustainable is that with and and regardless of how you know well in my case I am just always going to be me and I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not but even that gets tiring sometime putting it out there all the time and I just want to be me in an analog world rather than a digital world sometimes right being and being okay with that versus the other side or my other question being when is it TMI when is it too much information when are you sharing so much so authentically warts and all and you're lifting those scabs and letting people in and like when do you stop sharing too much personal information and how do you get clarity on how often you should be sharing and to what depth should such you be sharing a, such a good question yeah it's lovely the the online rules of thumb of how much people should share and so on really count in the same space it's about as much as you're comfortable with sharing so in terms of how much do you give it's about as much as you are comfortable with giving that what that establishes people know abigail to talk about this event or that event but we know nothing about her private life for example what i'm trying to say is that it's completely up to you as an individual how much you want to share knowing that everything you do share speaks to that character of your brand mm. so you are painting your own brand picture with every mm. brush stroke that mm. you put out there mm. now some people prefer to keep a lot more to themselves are a lot more private and hold back quite a bit which is fine the mm. disadvantage on that side is that they they're not that visible so not mm. many people know about them which may be to the detriment of the goals that they are trying to achieve mm. Can I, can I comment on that? And it was quite interesting for me. A little while ago, I did, as, as part of this uh, Steps to Happiness, the Recipes for Happiness, the 100 Days of Gratitude, I did it, and it was enormously successful. I got a little thing saying I got 69,000 hits in 100 days, wow. which is astronomical. Every day, I look for one item for which to be grateful. Now, I am the big positive guy, so everyone is expecting. So it's like I had a wonderful time with Robin today, learned so much super grateful that I have a personal brand, super grateful to have her in my life, and I'd get X number of viewers or clicks or likes. Right. The thing that struck me is that after about 20 days, I became more vulnerable. And occasionally I would post something, today wasn't a good day. I didn't feel well. I really just wanted to crawl under the duvet, mm. but I'm still grateful for my life. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Interestingly, the days that I was vulnerable was the days I got my most responses. Now, I've experienced that as well, personally, mm. myself, mm. and I, I mm. get that. Mm. I see the spike mm. in engagement and all of that. But then I wonder how, first of all, then then does your ego then attach to the spike? And then, oh, so then I must share more bad news because mm. that's what people are responding to, clearly. And then eventually you become a negative Nelly <laughs> who's got nothing positive to say and is just complaining all day, every day, yeah. just to get mm. this engagement. So... Yeah. I struggle yes. with that. And, and then the flip side of that is then I'm only going to share the good things mm -hmm. that look awesome because Instagram life, you know, all refined and, and beautiful. No one to you. And then mm -hmm. and then it seems, well, yeah, something's missing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I battle battle with that person. Yes, yes. So so Andre, in that mm. in that particular mm. scenario, I completely get because mm. you've suddenly become normal. 
You're mm. one of us. Mm. I mm. can connect with you. Mm. Oh, sure. What a relief. Yeah. You're just like me. Yeah, the bad day. But please don't tell me all your bad stuff all the time because yeah. I've got my own bad stuff. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But that's absolutely. why soapies do okay. so well is because yeah. we connect with those okay. kind of those scenarios and those people, but still we want to see people achieve and have fun mm. and so that there is mm. still that aspiration that we can live into through our role models. Okay, so here's, here's my follow-on question to that. I express my vulnerability, but I, but I believe I'm quite a good wordsmith. So I express it in such a way that it comes out in a positive way. Does that sound mm. like mm. Greek? I express my vulnerability in a positive way. So the question that I have to ask you now, are there skill sets that I can learn that can enhance my personal image? So in, in this particular case, I'm throwing out writing, but the other thing that immediately comes to my mind are things like the ability to speak in public, yes. when you yes. interject and introduce the yes. MD. So can we maybe speak about yes. skill sets that we can deliberately learn yes. to enhance our public image? Thank you. Absolutely writing. Mm. It's all about content. Mm. So the more and the better that mm. one can mm. write, the more you are able to convince people about, or the more convincing mm. you are in your argument or mm. your opinions. Mm. The other thing is opinion. Have an opinion because that also okay. speaks to a personal brand. We start okay. identifying people from their perspective on life, not just mm. because they are issuing stuff. The third thing is to, in your writing, and I'm talking about content here, is really how can you be of service to the people? What tips can you give them? What advice can you give them? What information can you give them? What can you share with them? Then in terms of building skill for yourself, the, another one is speaking, as you mentioned, mm. really becoming critical. And we all mm. speakers, mm. so we mm. understand the value mm. of this. But I cannot talk about it enough. And it's not just necessarily for prepared speeches, mm. but it's for impromptu speeches yes. or unprepared mm. speech. And an unprepared speech is something like being in a meeting and being called on to summarize a, a point mm. or being in a meeting and asked for an opinion or mm. being introduced to someone and needing to make conversation. So there are a number of development opportunities in the speaking space. Another one that we can look at is how we dress. And while it's not, it's not about being your most well-groomed self at every opportunity, it's about understanding that the way you dress creates an impression, and whether you like it or not. And therefore, if you are not dressed appropriately in mm. your viewer's eye, mm. you have to work so much harder mm. to gain back the position of believability, believability mm. and credibility. Why would you want to put yourself at a disadvantage, first yeah. off? And then another one, which I'm working on developing material around at the moment, is around your personal presence, your charisma, mm. which is almost like a combination mm. of those things. Mm. But it's about trying to capture the qualities that define the person when, who's comfortable in their skin. When they walk into their room and heads turn mm. and people want to be part of that conversation mm. and when they leave the room seems just that little bit emptier and you don't really understand mm. why mm. teach us the, that teach us that yeah. I, I want to be that <laughs> person secret weapon i want to walk into a room and have you want to be captain oh charisma I do. I do. are there skills that you can learn to, absolutely mm. there's skills that you can learn and they do develop from Speaking, being mm. able to engage people in conversation, mm. being able to come back, think on your feet, mm. be humor is an mm. enormous yeah. part of that. And some people practice it more often than others, and they're able to get a room laughing and joking and going, which makes the person mm. far more engaging 
to be around okay. when they're able to practice humor. Speaking, writing, appearance, humor, uh, presence. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example of when I go speak at a, at, a, at a function yesterday. I spoke at a function. There must have been about 70 people there. I came home and I added four people to my database. And it's interesting. So why didn't I add the other 66? But the reality is I didn't notice them. Right. They were completely invisible. And so they either did mm. something. Mm. They deliberately interacted with me. They deliberately came and spoke to me. They switched over business cards. Yes. But they made themselves known. Yes. Now, regardless of whether I ever go and do business with them or not, is that part of the whole personal image? They've come along and made themselves known to me, and I won't forget them easily. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So they've come up to you, shaking yeah. your hand, and said, "Hi, I'm Robin." Or great, whoever. great speech. Great well speech. Done, yeah, mm. and and gotten to know you in that way. Sure. Now, what's interesting, Andre, is when you say, "Well, why haven't I? Didn't I make connections with the other 66?" My immediate response would be, if I didn't know you, oh, you must be an introvert. Mm. And the thing with introverts is mm. not that they network, uh, they get sort of many, they aren't able to get many people, but they mm. are able to connect with just the one or two. Okay. So presence might not necessarily mean that you're extroverted mm. and you are confident enough mm. to go mm. up to the next person mm. and have a conversation. But when you mm. do have a conversation with someone, you're incredibly engaging. Mm. It's almost, it's all, I worked with someone, a client, who he would walk into a room and no one would notice him mm. at mm. the beginning of the event. But by the end of the event, he had everybody standing around him. Mm. He had an incredible ability to engage people. He had an incredible mind, his opinions, his perspective on life, his very genuine, honest, and open way of engaging with people was his personal presence. Mm. Okay. Now that may, uh, that I kind of tie to a theme that is so prevalent in my life right now, which is confidence. And that confidence having that um, kind of inner strength and a, a knowing, liking yes. yourself yes. enough to yes. be able to walk into that audience or to that crowd and not necessarily need to be the star of the show, but quietly go about your business and, and attract it almost to you. Yes. Like it, it's almost the easier way of yes. magnetizing and connecting with the people who, yes. who are then drawn to yes. you. And so for me, the thread backwards then from confidence is to understanding who you are mm. and not being fearful of that, mm. accepting it completely and mm. being that. Because when you are that and you accept it, you become more in touch with your own integrity around mm. who you are mm. and then when you're in touch with your integrity you're more confident mm. and so you can be comfortable in your skin you yeah. can be in that space where people will connect with you because you are delivering something yeah that they can't quite touch yeah. but it's engaging yeah. so personal branding unlike what some people think it is it's about how you know, how out there am mm. i there's a space for it on the other end of the spectrum yeah too mm. yeah when we did the first session on personal development, we started off with three sections. It was discovering your purpose, understanding what you believe, and understanding your values. Right. It sounds like I have to be quite clear on those things, and it always seems to go back to those three. It does. If I don't know what those three are, I can't express anything mm. really. And it's, and it's having a value. Can having a very clear understanding of my beliefs and values work against me. So, for example, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump. Right. Um, is the, could, would you then say, don't say that? Or would you say, say that because it's good to have an opinion? 
I would I would go with a second. Okay. It's good to have an opinion. Good to have an opinion. And be prepared to stand for what you believe mm. in and to argue your mm. point. Mm. And it it's it's about creating this person, uh, us understanding mm. Andre. Mm. And one of the mm. other elements that we now understand mm. of Andre is mm. the fact that he doesn't like Donald Trump. Okay. So it's good for us to understand. So everything goes back. It's, mm. it's why we started this thing on personal development. Mm. Everything, all the coaching that I do always revolves around, I can't help you in your business if you don't know who you are. Mm. Right. So in the process of coming to you as, a, as an image, what shall I call you, the public personal branding expert, would you take me through that process? Would you take me through the process of purpose and beliefs and values? I would. I would. Okay. And my, my process doesn't necessarily include mm. those words specifically, okay. but it is, it is that process. It's, it's just about, understanding yourself. It's about understanding okay. yourself. It's about discovering what's important to you. It's okay. about working within that and then saying, well, what fits so naturally with you that we can use to move you to where you need to go? But it, it all starts with understanding what you've got and the it's so empowering and so liberating mm. when we know that mm. for example simple mm. example if i need to make a career decision and mm. i know myself mm. that decision becomes so much easier mm. than if i'm wobbling about and i have the courage to mm. act on what mm. i know about myself mm. and not let mm. ego get in the way and say oh yes but it's so much more money mm. or the mm. position is so great or the office has a window or, or whatever it is so there's that incredible opportunity to have that clarity about decision making. And it seems such mm. a, I don't know, such a loose thing, but mm. we make so many decisions mm. every day that mm. un understanding who we are helps us be very clear mm. and focused about those decisions. Now, when somebody is, is starting out on, um, you know, my frame of reference is an entrepreneurial journey, self-employed, doing their own thing. Right. What comes first then, personal branding or branding or versus marketing? What, where does somebody begin? Where should they put their focus and on oftentimes limited financial resources? I will find most often people come will consult with me and they've already got a brand they've got a business or they've got a, a mm. concept or they've got an idea or mm. the, you know they're they're in some phase of that development for me they go hand in hand i have very seldom found that an entrepreneur will come to me with a product that they don't believe in or that doesn't reflect them in some way mm. so the two are integrated anyway and then when we start working on the personal brand it automatically spills over into the business brand and yes, there are those things that need to be done. You know, you need to post on Facebook about your brand and you need to do this and you need to do that with the brand. But the way you do it will be driven by what you are bringing to the party. Okay. So when I come to you as a, as a person, and I love this first part, I, I, I think you're almost like a life coach. You know, you, and you're teaching me skills. You're teaching me to speak and write and, and hopefully you can teach me to dress better. By the way, next time send me the clothing. <laughs> the ladies all looking good in their tight black pants and I'd never got the memo. Um, but you would teach those dress sense. But yes, yes, something that I wanted to ask. I would have thought that logos, websites, and brochures, that kind of stuff, color schemes and photographs, are all about uh, personal branding. Uh, would you agree with that? Is that was it was it all personal development? It's very much personal branding. It's the representation of you. It's the way that you are represented in color form or graphic form or or online or through your website and so on so so the, there's there is a connection the one can't be without mm. 
speaking truth about the other. And it's incredible how working with another client, for example, we've worked on her logo for over a year now. Oh, because as she mm. changes and gets more understanding mm. of who she mm. is, so she realizes that it's not quite representing what she wants it to represent. That's interesting. So fortunately, I'm not mm. the graphic designer, mm. so I don't have to deal with okay. the, the back and forth okay. in that sense. But it becomes quite critical, going back to your question, Abigail, mm. so which comes mm. first then? These things really impact, and I see mm. them evolving. I don't believe that one should hold back before you have a logo. Mm. You know, I'm not going to do business mm. until I've got a logo and a website, so I don't believe in that. I believe in going out there and doing what you can, and the rest mm. kind of come mm. later. Mm. It's almost like buying a house to refurbish. Often, it's better to live in it for a while because the refurbishments mm. that you make will be completely different than if you hadn't lived in it. Mm. Now, my next question is in terms of, so you're, you're out there, you're doing your thing, providing service or product, uh, you have a reputation out there. What if the reputation out there is not what you want it to be, that it, maybe it's negative? Mm. How do you manage your reputation and how do you change it or make, make a shift from something that, it, that you don't want it to be to, to more in line with what you want it to be? I'm guessing from your question that it's not something happened. You did something and now you need to fix that. That it's more of a, you've had a look, you've done an audit and mm. you've seen, mm. hold on, this is not who I want to be. Mm. And I, in response to that, personal branding on any level is not, it's not a quick fix. It's not an overnight, okay, well now I'm going to fix it. And yes, you can, you can update your website and you can do the obvious things. But it is a slow burn. How do you change someone's reputation? Mm. Slowly, over time, trust, integrity. Mm. When you start showing those things and showing up more and more in that way, it will start mm. consistency. It will start changing mm. people's perceptions. And, and so also leading from that, then, so reputation management is a buzzword that I've heard before right. then does and and say that and for me that does uh, attach itself to an event that has given bad publicity potentially right is that the realm then of a public relations company to manage that or is that a personal branding issue or is it a combination of both it's a combination okay. of both okay so if there's been an event it, that really needs to be looked at critically what happened, what was the contribution of the person, and from a personal branding point of view, it's how they respond to that particular event, whether it requires an apology mm. or a change around mm. or so on. Mm. The PR agency will be able to help communicate that okay. more mm. effectively. So the personal branding mm. coach or specialist will work with the strategy. Yeah, and they're tactical. And they're, mm. they're more on the communication side. Not saying that they don't mm. work strategically. Mm. Yeah. Because they definitely do. Okay. But that's how it would go together. Okay. Okay. Robin, as a speaker, and we actually discussed this on Monday, I find I'm losing work to celebrities. Yes. Even when I know I'm a far better speaker or MC or a, a verbalizer of what they actually need. Right. But this person is sitting with a database of 100,000 people on their social media. Right. Uh, lots of absolutely glamorous pictures, and they've got this glorious image of who they are. Mm. And people gravitate towards they them, do. whether they like it or not. Mm. So the question I want to ask you, I, I like my personal brand. Right. How do I multiply that so that I can get the numbers? Or is that even possible? Or do I have to 
start taking bikini pictures of myself <laughs> and throwing them all over Instagram. Andre, the, the questions on how to grow your, mm. your, how do I say this? The same principles apply. You are doing it so right. Mm. You are growing your followers mm. and your network. I can't give you mm. any advice mm. on how to do that. What I can mm. say to you, though, is that people may be using, choosing the celebrity in the moment because in their minds, that person brings more value to their event than you or I do okay. at the time. And the value might be that they're a name and they can go, okay, well, we've got this name, so I'm mm. safe as the booking person. I'm safe. Yes. I'm not under the, I'm not going to be chopped down if this goes wrong. Yes. So that's number one. Number two, they know that the celebrity brings their followers with them. So, so the spin-off is that I mm. get some of mm. that as well. Mm. I look good because of them. I think it's up to us as speakers, particularly if we're content speakers and not mm. celebrity speakers, mm. to make the case for the value that we bring in terms of the content and how it will benefit the organization in the long term. That we are the stuff, not the fluff mm. that like comes that. with mm. But can I say somebody who's done exceptionally well this year is, is Abigail. And Abigail, yeah. almost every time I switch on social media, I see you in some form or other doing something. But can I tell you that the stuff that's really influenced me this year, and it's actually, I've also had the, the joy, is, is two or three radio shows. Suddenly right. gives me a whole different impression. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that Powerful Beyond Measure podcast yes. will add another dimension. And whether it's another 100 people or 200 influencers, I think one of the things that we don't do well is we don't sell ourselves well enough. Mm. There's a, I'm not going to mention mm. the name. Another speaker mm. who was supposed to be there on Monday didn't pitch. He has been absolutely amazing in terms of getting himself seen in large magazines. Right. He's a coach. He's a brilliant coach. But what he does is he writes very thought-provoking articles right. and sends it to over 200 magazines a time Yes. and normally gets published at four or five of them. Mm. So I've sat in a plane and on the SAA and opened the magazine and there he is, a whole-page article. So he becomes a mini-celebrity. So, so that, I think, for me, is yes. possibly personal branding. Yes. For me, my saving grace is that I didn't know any of this stuff yes. when I started. The only thing which I did know was social media. Right. And social media, for me, has carried me for probably five or six years mm. until I got to yes. a certain level Yes. Um, that now it actually seems to be sustaining yes. itself. So, but I think there's more to it. The other thing which I also do, which, which I, I didn't realize, I always used to say social media was how I get all my work. But that's not it. I am never at home. I am continuously out meeting people, mm. networking, mm. seeing mm. large groups of mm. people and being noticed. Mm. I'm always the one asking the question at the end. Right. Hopefully a very thought-provoking, yes. deep, intelligent question. <laughs> so visibility mm. is absolutely it. That, that's key, Andre. And the other thing that you spoke about now, just before that, was around how this other speaker has established himself as an expert in the industry. Mm in his particular subject field. And so there are a number of strategies or tactics mm. that one can mm. use to do mm. that. And being visible is one of them. Mm. Writing thought-provoking mm. articles mm. is another. Mm. Picking up the phone and selling yourself to the conference organizer or, or whoever it is that is doing mm. the booking is another one of those ways of doing it. Finding the ways for the people to come to you because you are the thought leader. Okay, that that's thought world. leader. And the expert, mm. those are the two words mm. that pop out. So now I have a counter 
question, not necessarily an argument, or it, it, it's certainly a block that I've come up against, right. is about, you know, wanting to put yourself out there all the time. And I'm, I'm trying very mm. hard, at least in my own social media space, to do that. But at some point, I begin to start judging myself in that this is the Abigail show, and I don't want it to be this narcissistic, look at me, here I am, here's my face doing this, and here's my face doing that, and this is me doing this, and this is my me and my breakfast. How, like, do people, are really people interested, are they really interested in seeing my face that much? And Your face always. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I want to, I want to be talking about... Um, the, the, what, how I'm impacting women, how I'm helping other women build their confidence, but I feel this pressure to also be, this is me, this is me, this is me. Mm. And I think is the, it a balance? No, I, Abigail, I think for me, and we've discussed this in previous podcasts, I think the way that we market businesses today, and you're not Abigail, by the way, you're, you're a business. Mm. Um, and the way that we market businesses has changed enormously, and I think that's what Robin said in her first sentence. In the past, we would have gone on television or we yeah. would have gone to a newspaper and we would have paid a lot of money or printed 10,000 pamphlets and dropped them off the entire suburb of Mowbray and hoped that we'll get some clients. What we now do is we stand on Facebook and we say, this is what I stand for. That's my belief of what's happening. I think marketing has completely revolutionized and for the people that are stuck in the old patterns and I see many of them as well are coming to me and saying I don't know I'm doing everything I did five years ago and I'm getting zero business I think the key is around what you are putting out so mm. it's not about talking showing your face in the various scenarios you mentioned you gave examples of helping women get more confident that's where you be visible how can I help you Mm. and you give away your intellectual property and you give away your content and mm. you do whatever you can to grow the confidence mm. of the people around you and in that way mention confidence think Abigail mm. Mm. because mm. you are generously offering the stuff mm. that you have mm. to give mm. people then know what you talk about they know that your viewpoint mm. and while there's always the counter argument about well, if I give it away, nobody's going to buy my work. People always think there's more. Okay. So they'll always come back to yeah. you for more. Okay. Okay. So personal branding, you've taught us a lot. And, 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 and I, I think we're hitting our record podcast now. So it's obviously is a subject that we need to go back and revisit. If you could leave us with something, if I came to you now and you could give me something concrete I can go back and work with, other than my dress sense, what, <laughs> what would that be? Is there something I should immediately, that I can do that can change my personal branding immediately? It relates to the two things we've just been talking about now. Understanding what is your opinion on a particular issue, whatever the issues are, what is your opinion on that issue? How can you use that to be of service to somebody else? And then... Thirdly, have a look at whether your behavior in every moment matches who you intend yourself to be and matches who you are authentically. Awesome. Robin, how do people find you? Where do they go? www what? <laughs> brandheart.co.za or directly to me via email, Robin, with a Y, at brandheart.coza. And I saw you had some freebies on your website, if anybody wants to go look at those. I do. I have an ebook that you're welcome to download yeah. and read. Some, it's a collation of blog posts that you don't okay. have to trawl through them. 
The other thing that I have that is proving to be very popular is a free 10-day personal branding challenge. What that is, if you commit to 10 days, each day you will receive a short video, a transcript and a worksheet on how to kickstart your personal brand into the place you want it to go. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to get my hands on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time here, Robin, and Thank your input. Thank you, Abigail. Thanks, Andre, very much for coming Thanks, to interview guys. me. I'm sitting here with these two gorgeous ladies. In black um, pants. In black pants. I'll remember that for the next session. <laughs> uh, it's been fabulous, Robin. Thank you. Abigail is always wonderful. Thank you. Until next time. See you again. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to listen to past episodes of the podcast, please visit www.powerfulbeyondmeasure.co.za and don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss out. We would love your comments and questions and if there are any subjects that you would like us to discuss, please let us know. I am Andre de Toy and I am the Big Point. And I am Abigail Kay, the Confidence Crusader. Never forget that you are powerful beyond measure.